Welcome to Blue Collar Mystics, the under-the-hood approach to the depths of human consciousness. So many mysteries, so little time, so many big words. That's why we aim to take the mystical and make it practical, usable in your everyday life. And you know, we want to hear from you. We want to hear your story. What happened when you started asking yourself the real questions? Like, who am I? What is this? Is it a hologram? Is this some kind of weird cosmic joke? Hey, these are the questions that we are trying to get to the bottom of as we explore the final rabbit hole together here as Blue Collar Mystics. All right, what's up, everybody? <clears throat> Welcome to the show, the show that sometimes happens on Tuesdays at 9 p.m., but it's 8.35 or so, uh, and we're, I'm, I'm excited to be here. I know I haven't been making a lot of shows, but I'm really just excited to be able to hang out and talk to one of my favorite guests and favorite people. We're going to meet each other in real life. It, it will happen. We'll, we're probably going to have to. AI is going to get to the point where we're going to have to. Uh, <laughs> but Andy Absolutely. Andy Rouse, if you've been following the podcast at all, you are familiar. He's been on a couple of times. The Deep Share podcast, Andy is working on a new project that we're going to talk a little bit about. And he is just a curious person. So there's a lot that I kind of want to get into and share a little bit about UFO stuff, uh, why we're seeing all the UFO stuff. I spent a good portion of the day looking into the Apple goggles too. That's kind of creepy and wild. All um, that new one. Yeah. That's yeah. Pretty wild. It's pretty wild. And then, uh, you know, just human origins and stuff. We've talked a lot about um, um, d just different, different myths and um, the box saga. Mm -hmm. And uh, and a lot of really cool stuff. So we'll just kind of shoot from the hip tonight. I, you know, this is in the spirit of what's going on and this disclosure. There was a huge conference today, if y'all aren't aware, where, uh, what's his name? Stephen, uh, Stephen <clears throat> Greer. Stephen Greer, yep. Uh, just, he disclosed a bunch of stuff. They've been apparently covering up and hiding a lot of technology. And that's, I think, the really the juicy part is all the technology that has not, you know, has been swept up and and, you know, hidden away. But... Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I want to talk about that. I want to hear your thoughts. I'm happy to share mine. I want to hear anybody in the chat what you think about all this. You know, we've talked about as conspiracy theorists, I'm just going to wear the label because I don't care. You know, um, I, I'll call myself a conspiracy theorist and you can call me crazy. It's fine. <clears throat> we're all a little crazy anyway. And yeah, um, we're a little past that point now. Anyway, yeah. Yeah. it's, you know, whatever it is, um, you know, uh, <laughs> But yeah, I think, uh, you know, Project Bluebeam is one of the classic conspiracy theorists, theories, excuse me, uh, yeah. that people have been talking about for a very long time. So it'll be fun to unpack it and I'll, you know, I'll share my angle on it. I don't really know. Well, yeah, I was going to say, but... man, I invited you originally onto the deep share because it's been way too long since that happened. And uh, this is the second time that uh we turned we we ended up doing like a show like this instead you know and mm -hmm. i i so i definitely want to hear your angle and i want to hear what the hell you've been up to man because i know you've been doing more real world shit off screen at least off podcasting a little bit and you've been <laughs> 
doing some really great stuff in the comedy scene, which is absolutely essential in the, you know, the better world we're trying to build with each other, you know, to lighten up and have a good time together is the, is the core of it. Right. It is. So, uh, well, you know, and survival and taking out the fucking demons and all that, but that's good. (laughs) Um, But but yeah, man, what have you been up to anyway? Dude, uh, thank you for asking. Yeah, and uh, I'm glad that you were down to do the swamp thing because I, I already paid my StreamYard bill for the year. So, you know, it's <laughs> just, cool. it's easy storage. You know, I can shoot it right over to you. Um, but I, but I've been up to a lot. I started a new business this year. Um, just uh, It's just a real simple cleaning business here in the community. Uh, it's going pretty well. I'm happy with that. Uh, I was already doing like Airbnb arbitrage was kind of one of my entrepreneurial endeavors. So there was already you know, I was already kind of in that market, so to speak. Mm -hmm. So it just made a lot of sense to just build some infrastructure. I've got software and, you know, text messages that get sent automatically that I, you know, put together this kind of machine, so to speak. And it took me weeks to be able to put it kind of all together, but it gives us uh, an edge. um, And still, you know, I'm on the phone doing all that kind of stuff as well. So front facing, uh, but also having that infrastructure, you know, most people, especially in that line of work are still writing things down. They're not quite as organized. They don't have those systems in place. So I spent a good bit of time putting that together. And that's, so that's my new uh, business that I've been working on. I'm still, I'm doing some rafting in the summer on the weekends. I'll go up there and do some white water. And then nice. I've been hitting the comedy pictures, man. You were yeah, getting in, getting dude. in there, man. Those are some intense rapids. That's a fun river. It's one of the oldest rivers in the world. And which one is it? It's the Chatuga. It's where the, it's where deliverance was filmed. Whoa. That's cool. Yeah. It's pretty wild. And section four is, uh, def- there's definitely some, some pretty gnarly spots, but it's, it's a beautiful place up there. Uh, I love being up in the woods and being in nature being away from, you know, everything. It's quiet. It's calm. I it really, it's really good for me. I, and I love the adrenaline too, of being on the river and, you know, yeah. getting cold water and hot sun and good exercise, you know, and, and a team sport. I dude, oh, yeah. anybody who wants to come, I will take you rafting. Let's, let's go. I'll if do it. I was <laughs> ever going to do it, I would go with you. I'll tell you that. So I'm a badass. I'll, I'll say that confidently. I'm a badass on the land and I love mountains and I climb all year long and I love winter cause no one's around. So it's, it's what it's meant to be this nice, like break from everything. Um, but, uh, yeah, when it comes to water, man, I mean, as a kid, I love doing like kneeboarding and water skiing and things like that tubing, but man, getting into like a kayak, I would just flip over all the time. Oh, I was terrible in it. <laughs> and I went down some rapids, uh, for my bachelor party and, oh man. Yeah. It wasn't, yeah. Not good. <laughs> I, I would also, have to go with you. Yeah. I also tried kayaking and had a terrible go at it. I, I don't like my head being under the water. I'm not a big fan mm, of that. Uh, I terrifying. like to be yeah on top of it and in a boat with other people, you know, <laughs> but that's really cool, man, about your cleaning company too. Cause like, I feel like that's another aspect. Like we, I told you that comedy, of course, your stand up is like a core aspect, but also the fact of like, serving others you know even if you're getting paid for it it's still a service you know you're in the service industry so i think that's really cool and even the (laughs) airbnb is still you know renting places it's just all in the 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 spirit of serving others i think that's really great and that's 
That's awesome, man. That's really Thanks. cool that you've been spending a lot of time doing that. Yeah. And now you get to come back to this. You know, yeah. Cool. Yeah. And I, and I, and I'll be back more, you know, especially just as much as I, I possibly can. I, I'm trying to juggle for sure a few frying pans or what, <laughs> but, but you know, that's all right. Uh, I have to kind of like test the limits too and just see, and I'll just do what I can. You know, I'm, I don't know. Sometimes I have, <clears throat> I've had a lot of different types of guests on the show. It's a very open-minded show. Uh, oh, and yeah. I've been doing this for a while and uh, you know, it's cool. I enjoy it. But at the same time, I think having, having things that you're not necessarily beholden to or less of those things. And just like, like the cleaning business can be something I'm not, I'm not a, a bajillionaire from it, but you know, it's doing pretty good. I can make some money off of that. You know, the Airbnb, mm -hmm. make a little money off of that. You know, we have a new little thing that we're going to try and start, make a little bit of money off of that. You know, it's like, I don't want to yeah. be beholden to comedy. Uh, I don't want to be beholden to uh, coaching, right? Like that makes me feel less, less free, less limber. Like I have less choices at the same time. You don't want to have 80,000 things going on and that you can't right. manage. So it's a, it's a bit of a balancing act, but I'm excited to hear about you and, and your new project and what you've been working on uh, as well. And, and what, and what you've been up to, too, uh, mm. with the podcast. I don't know. Maybe you're not ready to share some of that. I'm not sure. Yeah. Maybe I'm a little just, you know, a little stoned, but okay, what, what project are you talking about? Like uh, the, in the uh, audio drama realm? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's yeah, I'm not quite ready to say any details yeah. about it, but yeah, I'm working with some good people and hopefully even more to kind of combine efforts on this style and image and vision that we're, we're we've been talking about very dark comedy, but I'm involving you know, the world that we swim in, you know? Right, right. <laughs> but a very tongue in cheek at times. So, I mean, that's kind of just my style and the people I'm working with have that same humor. So yeah, I can't say anything about it yet. Cause Lord knows okay. me, I've said, I've opened my mouth about a lot of ideas in the past <laughs> that have fizzled or things have gotten in the way, you know, so I don't want to lead anyone on, but, um, as to, in terms of the podcast, I'm kind of just, yeah, I'm trudging along. Like you said, not really beholden to it because I have my family life, which is absolutely primary. And then we have a lot of stuff going on at the house. We're planting a million things and taking care of those millions of things that we've planted all the time. And yeah, we're making our own kombuchas and tapaches and all these different things. And, you know, these are all lessons that we've gained from this community and, and, so yeah, I, uh, the podcast on my end has just been going full fledged, but just kind of at my own pace at, as best I can. You know, it's like Patreon. I, I, I put out this fun, entertaining show with uh, Shane Newsom where we just kind of watch crazy clips from our community and just kind of talk about those clips afterwards, you know, wh whatever we think of them. And, uh, it's just entertainment and, I said I was going to do it once a week and I'm still not even doing it because <laughs> it's just, I, I, yeah, I get distracted easily. I mean, then, it, you know, yeah. I get overwhelmed easily and shut it's things off and I mean, walk away. You don't realize it until you start making, creating content, which I hate. I kind of hate that whole, like, 
as yeah, a turn. It feels like you're just distributing out bullshit. Like, right. It's like content. Yeah, more, more, more. Hurry up. Hurry up. It's like, oh, God. It just sounds like you're filling up a diaper, you know, like just uh, what can we put out just we got to put something out it's got to be something it's like ah, yeah no no but that's not. how these algorithms are built you know and it's like mm. it's really easy to burn out if you're not careful you know i'd say oh it's it's better it to is. just yeah take it and i do <laughs> and i do i do that to a fault with like a lot of things mm -hmm. i i get hyper into something and i feel that momentum and i run with it and that's when i'm putting out way more episodes and i'm i'm really active in the podcast and then yeah i just get burnt out and i'm just like whoa all right so i maybe i won't put out an episode for like two weeks three weeks and i'll just do other things like literally anything i'll, I'll sit around at night and just do nothing and it's the most beautiful thing in the world yeah. i think john mulaney had that joke a while back like when you ask an adult who did nothing over the weekend they're it's the greatest thing they've ever said it's like oh yeah i did nothing it was it was wonderful because you know? <laughs> <laughs> it's so rare it is you know? it's very rare and it's it's really even hard to do and uh, there's all these i don't know I, I feel like i have all these different impulses and internal voices that are trying to get me to to do more and I, you know, you got to remember to just, you've got to balance things out. It's like, I've, I've come to the point a couple of times already this year where I just had to just be like, okay, I, I can't do that thing that I was trying to do this time. I got to call out. I didn't balance it right. It's not that I can't do all of those things, but if I'm not really conscious and intentional about it and thinking ahead enough, then I just, I get to like a certain point and I'm like, well, I just gotten nothing left in the tank. It is what it is. I yeah, like I think it's about been three weeks since I had uh, Matt Landman on the show, which yeah, mm -hmm. epic. It was so yeah, funny. That sounds epic already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, he freaked me out so good at the beginning, and uh, <clears throat> I'll I won't ever forget that. That's awesome. <laughs> I'll never forget it, but <clears throat> well. I, I don't think I'll freak you out, but let's talk about, let's start talking about <laughs> UFO disclosure. Yeah, stuff like that. definitely. It's been an interesting week or two in that world. What are your thoughts so far? Well, you know, there's just so many layers. I, I mean, I would say that Shakespeare said all the world is a stage. He yes, didn't he say did. some of the world is a stage or most of it or everything but aliens is a stage. He said, all the world is a stage. So right. that's basically, I guess, my beginning take. Anytime the government says anything, I don't believe it. I, and that's Thank just you. My, my position Thank is you. default. I just don't believe you. Uh, you think it, this was the, the, the like core of common sense that would have returned once you, quote unquote, wake up or come to or make these revelations about things around you. But no. No, people still go out and fucking supply. <laughs> anyway, I mean, I don't want to be so, uh, Yeah, but I mean, I mean, I don't want to be so binary either, right? So it's like a lot <laughs> to unpack to where it's like, well, yeah. definitely, it's the opposite of what they said. Well, that no, doesn't mean no. that's true either. So it's not like that. It's not like, well, they said this, so it must be the opposite thing. No, well, no, you know, it's just so. Like I said, it's just so many layers. But I just, I find it funny. I've kind of questioned Stephen Greer's credibility for some time, and he's very educated. He definitely knows what he's talking about yeah. with a lot of the stuff. Um, but I, you know, I'm sure that 
we have been re-engineering and we do have technology that we're not aware of, you know, mm-hmm. even though it's our fault for driving around in gas powered cars and all that stuff, right. you know, uh, so that they could scapegoat us until the, and just make money. Um, so I don't know. I, I, I wonder, and I can kind of speculate and maybe we'll get there to those speculations or some of those possible uh, angles on this. Uh, okay. Obviously you've got the like independence day, like we're going to war against the aliens project blue beam kind of thing, which is, <laughs> which is awesome. Like intriguing. And it's it is. A- I want to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. I, like even last year, I was like, where are the aliens? You know? oh, come <laughs> like, on. Waiting on the, the show. Let's get on with the show. <laughs> well, the way that um, technology has progressed so far, it's already to the point where telling what's real and what's fake is basically impossible. Just, just where we are now here in June, right? Like, isn't it, I think uh, one of those microchips is going to go in somebody. Um, what is it called? Uh, Neuralink. So yep. Elon Musk is putting in the Neuralink. The free I, speech savior. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, I was watching some of the, the goggles, augmented reality, uh, Apple goggles and watching a couple of the different, people's takes on that too. I mean, and to combine those two things, my God, dude, it's, it's kind of game over. Mix psychedelics into it. Oh God. Yeah. That's very brave new world with, with no old world guidance. Yeah. No context. You know, that's, that's kind of being overwritten and like, no, 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 we get like the updated 2.0 version. Don't you worry about it. We understand all these, all these things, you know, it's very Luciferian the way it's all being like laid out, or at least I'm using that word as like egoic, uh, self-centered, self-serving, which is, I mean, a very crucial aspect to the Luciferian belief system anyway. So, yeah, yeah. It's very self-involved and rationalistic yeah. and not worried about anybody else. Just, um, right. yeah. And, and I think that is, that is basically the nature of humanity at this point. We've kind of gone to that way. And I think we've lost a lot of context, you know, mm-hmm. from history and we're oh, yeah. very disconnected from a lot <laughs> of things that are behind yeah. us. And who knows? I mean, we could speculate uh, about some of that too. And I know, you know, some, uh, some other myths and, uh, and dude, uh, I, I found I, something wild today. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I've been trying to link, um, the, the, the Sumerian myth specifically like that area of mythology, the, you know, the Anunnaki gods and all that. I've been trying to link them to what I, I've been able to like link these mythical, godlike creatures or people in Ireland and Scotland and England and, and all different parts of the old world and everything. But the damn Anunnaki, the prime ones that I do connect back through like Armenia and into Ireland, eventually they are these people, but I'm trying to like connect them back into like roots of archeological finds and anthropology that could link them to humanity. Cause that's obviously my thesis, my idea my hypothesis about it. And I finally found something that connects them to like the Caucasus mountains and the mm-hmm. Kurgan steppe and the Indo-Europeans and stuff like that. Um, I'll have to pull it up, but I have it on my Twitter, which thank God I'm still active in my Instagram, I think is completely nuked at this point. Oh God. You can still go to it and activate it and look at it. Um, maybe someone will archive it for me, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I've been completely locked out of my Instagram account and, uh, yeah, 
it was um it was interesting how it all happened but is it because you're sharing some of this stuff like it's uh i'm sharing things that dare i say don't go along with the conspiracy narratives okay interesting well i mean how many of those are crafted if all the world's a stage right like i mean i think that's what i'm saying i mean i think we are in a place with what was it hg wells that talked about the open conspiracy i think it was hg wells maybe it was yeah yeah it was yeah it was and hg wells is a suspicious person as well yeah yeah, they look like warnings like they look like people that are warning us yeah, when it when you look at the finer details and look at the people they're connected to, it's like, oh, wait a minute. They right. were they were dictating. <laughs> they were technocrats. And there's a there's a lot of history in the 50s of technocratic ideology. I mean, that's what Brave New World's about, 1984. I mean, they, they were actively doing this stuff. You read those books, and or for me, I would read those books and be like, How could they know? It's like, right. well, if they're in any area of the, you know, upper crust of society, then they have to know because that's what it's all about. And so there's a ton of, uh, ton of like technocratic type of, uh, influencers and thinkers from the fifties and the sixties who are very smart systems engineers. And, yeah. uh, yeah, it's getting wild. I'm, I'm so curious. I love that you're sharing this kind of stuff, stuff that's against the conspiracy. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're like already going in like many directions and it does like, it, it does involve like Greer and, and this Grush guy, David Grush, 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 Grush. I don't know Grush? if I know him. I guess I don't know. Gristle? Him. I'll, I'll look him up. Uh, but yeah, he's the, he's the big whistleblower that is like, it's official. Like we have entered disclosure quote unquote but it's not like coming anymore it's here and whether we like it or not it's they're 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 standing behind it to some degree you know but yeah real quick is there a way for me to share screen on absolutely stream yard i don't even know what i'm doing there should be um present I know I, is that I know what it's I yeah present that's correct yeah 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 All absolutely right, if i have to give you permission or something i'm happy to just let me know yeah <clears throat> okay um Dear Lord. Okay. This one. Yeah. Share that one. I mean, dude, it's crazy. I'm hearing people who are like, like Matt Walsh the other day, like randomly clicked on his video and he's like, this is important. You need to care about this. You need to care. It's important. Yeah. Like, that's weird. What? That's weird to have this fucking far right lunatic, yeah. this fear porn psycho, like sky daddy fear monger. It's like, um, tell me you're a shill without telling, telling me about me you're aliens. Shill. It's like, yeah, why, why it's the same thing as the Pope doing it? So right. fuck all <laughs> check this out. This is a, can you see this? I can. Okay. This is a depiction of the Samara bowl from Mesopotamia during the Uruk period, which is Sumer. This is the, this is the, one of the first cities dating to 4,800 BC. Wow. Now, what we see here is, of course, a symbol that I won't even say because YouTube doesn't like it. <laughs> but it's associated with bad people from the middle of the 20th century. Mm-hmm. But it's way fucking older than that. Mm-hmm. And the, the thing is, I've of course, we've all seen this symbol in a lot of different places and a lot of historic artifacts all over the place. In fact, the oldest one the oldest swastika I ever found, fuck it, um, was buried in Finland on this little ornament, this tusk of a huh. mammoth. And it was f- like 20,000 years old or something like that. And it's 
swastikas all over it. And it has nothing to do with, of course, you know, what it was turned into in the friggin' 20th century. It's much, much older than that. Right. But the main point is that I haven't found it in Mesopotamia, specifically Sumer. And I haven't, I've been looking for, not specifically that, but I've been looking for links to that time period, that old 4,800 BC to 5,500 BC, those old periods where I've been looking at the Indo-European migrations. And so it's hopefully a breakthrough because yeah, I, I can link all these together from the myths, but I'm really trying to put them to links to our, our human past, you know, to say once and for all, whether or not like, you know, these were magical gods from another land or aliens or humans or giant you know? demons from some other planet right. in the exactly. or whatever. It's yeah. unbelievable how many different interpretations we have. And the thing is, I think a lot of people don't realize, even if they're not really directly into ancient aliens and they're more focused on the current disclosure and the, you know, it's more techie, it's cooler, it's more fun to look into all these talking heads with their interviews. But the ancient alien thing is going to be absolutely crucial here as this all unfolds, however they want it to, mm -hmm. the ancient alien thing is going to be central because they're not just hijacking whatever the fuck is going on with quote unquote, the phenomenon. We know that this is about kind of all the cards, you know, Lou Elizondo, which is whether you, you don't have to believe him or trust him or, or whatever, but when, they don't lie. Everything is intentional. Every single thing is intentional with these people. So Lou Elizondo has gone on record so many times talking about how, you know, this is going to be uh, something we all got to think long and hard about all our beliefs and, and things like, you know, he's fucking uncle America, as I call him, you know, he's, <clears throat> he's literally there to look like the guy flipping burgers at a family cookout that you can just trust and hang out with. And he talks like that and acts like that. And he mm -hmm. delivers these kind of messages. This, it's going to, you know, we, we got to do this real careful. You know, we're all in this together, guys, but we got to do it careful and slow. All right. And it's like, fuck you. This is, this is not real disclosure. You're always going to be obfuscating what's going on. You're never ex-military. Stop. And unfortunately, that's too confident because most of the community is eating it up. Not our community specific, but UFO world itself. It's an uphill battle for sure to say anything skeptical. Unfortunately, I think that's because you have the uber skeptics, which are like the Michael Shermers and the, the Mick Wests, the people that absolutely don't believe in any hocus pocus going on in my mundane world. You know, like, you know, Every conspiracy we've talked about, no matter what it is, right. they will debunk JFK. Right. Right. You know, they, so they're the, the uber skeptics, the old school skeptics, the, the straw men, in my opinion. So, and we don't get listened to. <laughs> right. No, I mean, well, they'll just. Until Greer. Him. I'm sorry. <laughs> should I take that back? We have to throw in Greer uh -huh. as our ultimate spokesperson here because he's the only guy whether you trust him or not, who's suggesting the military is still fucking lying about all of this. Mm -hmm. And it's been all of the, a lot of it's their tech. The thing is, I still find him to be a total limited hangout. And, you know, we, I used to think of him as a grifter, 
but he does have a lot of powerful connections and he has addressed presidents and, and heads of CIA and things like that, but we don't trust any of them either. So it's like, that's not really credible credentials necessarily. Regardless, he's the one suggesting these things, but he's also saying, but we got it all from aliens. You have to keep that alive in here. Mm -hmm. You'll never hear someone like, obviously me, but someone even saying something like me with credentials or whatever, um, who throws it all under the bus and suggests even the old shit that maybe we rediscovered or whatever right. was human tech possibly. And the I question's like not idea. even there. The option is not even there. It's not right. on the table. Right. Well, I mean, but we hear, we, yeah, but we see what Tesla was capable of and, and who knows. Right. I think there is, that makes a lot of sense. The alien thing makes it so untouchable that it makes you feel like, well, I could never figure it out. I'm just a dumb human. And so, it fucking makes all our dreams come true. Well, now, granted, all of our dreams, all the people paying attention in that probably age bracket, those demographics, the ones who grew up with sci-fi like this throughout the 20th century and are paying attention, you know, it's all of our dreams are coming true. Our fucking sci-fi world is here. A lot of us, anyway. I can't speak right. for everyone. Well, I felt that way for a long time. Sure. You know? Yeah. Well, I mean, the cryptids and the, you know, all these, all this lore and all this myth, interdimensional. I mean, to me, I've always thought aliens, what are they need a ship for? They're alien. They're interdimensional. They can just, you know. I think you and I have said that before. We've yeah. mentioned that before. And I that think that's a really my, good point. That would be my take on that, you know. And you know, as crazy as this sounds, this is like a bit that I i will do, would do of just like oh yeah well what a you know all that the epstein just dresses up you know as a as a space creature you know and just starts <laughs> shipping people off to islands you know what i mean like remember when people were getting abducted by aliens oh, that happened you know on you know, people would talk about it on coast to coast and all that stuff i mean it's like the idea of predictive programming oh well you know a decade before we'll start talking about this yeah and then that way it'll be because of this and it'll be the aliens and we can scapegoat that maybe possibly i think I there know. was a lot of military kidnapping there's and i can only call it a, a rumor but i would say it's like a nearly confirmed rumor hopefully but it's only spoken word but my source was um another podcaster who did an interview with someone who was in the military who suggested that the first record of um betty and barney hill which is the first big american sensational ufo story i believe right is that before that was before roswell i think mm. i could be wrong there i could be messing even up, still that's anyway it's still like a major back. story yeah um supposedly their first account was suggesting that they were kidnapped by military personnel mm. and that they were freaking out about it and then they did all the regression and they you know the military was there to help and all that and suddenly they come out with these insane horrifying alien stories and barney was all sorts of fucked up about this so it's it's interesting just just the fact that that rumor's out there but that that's not even a a, a, a like a, a blip on the conspiratorial uh map out there like no one not a lot of people for not a very long time at least have been thinking about the idea of all of this being a total psyop the alien thing until so so it's like you look at that and it's like well that rumors would be if that's just a rumor that's been around for quite a while 
And it's like, why would that even exist when the conspiracies were always going more towards aliens anyway, everywhere? Like if that was the motive, why would that story be floating around at all? Right. Right. To me, if that was happening in a real life situation, well, why did that get mentioned? Ah, uh, you are stealing the car, aren't you? You know what I mean? Like, right. it's deduction. It's reasonable. To yeah, know. yeah. It's motivation. It's motive. Yeah, it's what detectives man. use to figure out how to solve a crime. Exactly. You know? So yeah, that's kind of what I <laughs> picked up from that rumor or, you know, story from a, a military guy, you know, whatever. Yeah. So it's just that goes along with so many other weird angles man and it's like you and i both have had our very interesting experiences in consciousness and i think i think that's going to play a huge role in whatever is going on here too i i don't know what what do you think of that like this yeah. this new found you know the psychedelic revolution is back right and there's a lot of people we don't like that are at the head of it and <laughs> well, more, probably more me <laughs> but, well yeah i mean there's there's some people who are doing great work on it but it's a it was an immediate flashback to me when all this became you know in vogue again yeah. where in brave new world they you know they've got soma and yeah. they administer it in a group and they tell you what it is and they tell you what it means and they tell you what to think about it. It's like, there's so many people who have gone down that road who just still don't see some of the things that I think are glaringly obvious that I would think you would take from an experience like that, or, you yeah. know, in just in, in a deep search like that, it, that, you know, dr drugs yeah. off the table, you know, uh, if you literally did just look at all the things, like I, I would think that more people who have kind of gone down that road or, you know, ha have those are, are more creative and open-minded, let's say whatever mm -hmm. would, would consider more of the, I don't know, man, it just, they don't seem very critical a lot of yeah. times. And I, and I, I don't know. I think if you can tell somebody about it, and 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 create that meaning for them then they don't get the opportunity to create meaning like robert and i think man so many of my heroes are probably cia like even robert anton wilson you know he's like, right i totally agree yeah he is a toenail on the illuminati but he is just a toenail but he is a toenail on the illuminati and it's like or the cia or whatever you know uh group that actually winds up being it's like but i respect so much of his work, but there's some of it that I'm just like, no, the monkey thing. I'm not, I'm not with it. You know, right. like, uh, he's so like, and, and his friends, it's like, and who you're hanging out with and who's sure. paying you a lot. And who's it's like, yeah. what the hell's going on there? And right. I, yeah, I run into it all the time with my favorite people that yeah. I, I read over McKenna and over again. is a great example. And is a great example. I, I think I uncovered world. something recently on my Instagram about it's a, it's the video. You can watch it. It's a speech from him talking all about depopulation and yep. it needing to happen and all that kind of stuff. Yep. Uh, he's, he was always into like the redistribution of wealth and all that. There's, it was always there. But when I was into McKenna, that's not what I was paying attention to. I was paying attention to all the fancy, funny things he was saying before he got into anything serious. Right. It's all, I was trying to understand my own damn psychedelic experiences. So right. he gave me that he right. gave me at least a, a helpful glance into my own mind while then, while he was in there, 
Uh-huh. He, he was just pounding other shit in there without me even thinking about it. Yeah, ain't nobody living rent-free, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, man. Tim Leary, all, dude, all of them. For sure. And, and, and yeah, the crossover into the UFO alien thing. I think just in broadly speaking, it's all connected. That's why we as conspiracy theorists have been, I hate to say it, we've been all put together. <laughs> yep. Really, I've come to the conclusion that everything that was not censored for the past five, whatever years have been go have this operation been going on. Uh, everything that was not censored was for the public at large, and everything that was censored was not meant to not be seen or heard. It was meant for us. It was literally meant for a, a small portion of society that only wanted to find out what's under the covers because that's inevitably part of humanity. So, I mean, this is easy to see now. I didn't see it a couple of years ago, you know, but that's kind of what I'm looking at now. And it feels like I'm looking right down the barrel of it. It's pretty wild. I think that's really good. I, I heard somebody do an analogy of, of this where they were just showing like a video of like a water fountain and then there's the water at the top and then it drips down to the next bowl and then down to the next bowl and then down to the next bowl. And so mm -hmm. like we're every, everybody's kind of in their little bowl, you know, some people are here, some people are in this bowl is like QAnon or something. And then the next one's like this other little yeah. trap that gets you. And then there's another bowl beneath that. And then like the biggest ones, the one where the most, you know, status quo, most mainstream ideas and thoughts are and they get kind of carried into that, you know, and it's like, we're, yeah. in, we're in our own little filter feeder areas where we're consuming this type of content. I mean, I went down the flat earth thing and the hollow earth. Thing, Cause it's, it's, it is curious. I'm, I'm fascinated oh, yeah. by it. I, I wouldn't, I, of course I want to look into it. Um, and then what was the next thing was like Tartaria and the mud flood and then all these things. And it's like, Man, it's so easy to just get sucked into a rabbit hole. And then, I mean, you just, you, that's just where you're at at that point. I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know if there, if there is an end to the maze or, uh, I don't know. What? I think the end to the maze is like fucking two to the back of the head or something. <laughs> it's just like, it or must be like under running. the chest and like right, a noose right. around the neck on your own property or, you know, with no suicide note. <laughs> right. Right. And how do you um, skip that whole reincarnation bit? You know, how do you do? Right. But, maybe the only thing is like some Ramana Maharshi shit, you know, we just, we, we, click into something within us. I mean, to, to answer the original question that we kind of went down, like how, how our consciousness and how our worldview and the work that we've done will affect us. A good friend of mine. Uh, and I've, I say this all the time because it just, it, it hit me like a ton of bricks when he said it was that he, he said that if unconditional love is real, it would have to be tested. Right. Mm. So I think that's kind of our, our challenge as far as like what enlightenment is, is like truly accepting unconditional love uh, versus having the opportunity to run from it. Uh, that's maybe going to be the, the dividing line there. That's, that's, that's beautiful. pretty powerful. And um, I think there's at least it, it makes a lot of sense to me. I think there's truth to it. Um yeah. And it's so interesting to think what, like about what you're saying, where it's like all the things that were censored or put over here, it was, it was just set over here for everybody who 
was more curious, wanted to know, wanted to dive down and, and experience that stuff. And there's just so many deep, deep rabbit holes. And I, yeah. you know, I, and, and the truth of it is, is like, just like Robert Anton Wilson said, you know, you, who is the master who makes the grass green? You know, it's, mm. it's, we make our meaning of the world. So yeah. the majority of people that's created for them, they just take the status quo. They're in that feeder or that like little bowl of water or whatever. And then other people climb up and are in different paradigms and mentalities. But I think ultimately it's really about self-acceptance, accepting, God or creation or uh, the universe as, as the, as that totality and, and being willing to double down on that and, and lean into unconditional love, even when it seems like maybe this, you know, it's a challenge. Maybe this is, I'm scared. Uh, maybe, uh, you know, you have the ability to back down. Um, yeah, I feel like it is. It, it's like that, um, you know, everybody says higher self, higher dimension, uh, God, whatever. But when you, when you get a chance to like feel that state, that gnosis is as people can call it sometimes that gnosis really does have to do with that unconditional love because it suddenly becomes not, none of it was like a human issue at all. And human was one part of it. And it was all this big, beautiful dance of energy or, or something. Of course we don't have, we don't know what it is, but it's, yeah, everything seems to work out and everything is balanced. And you try to express that on a human level and you immediately get, well, people are dying in India or you know, that's the old way to say it, right? Like right. children are starving and halfway around the world. It's because it's perfect, not on a human level. And I think that's the weird part. And that of course, I think there's a, a way to tear off there and get really inhuman and think about, about it like from a very callous point of view. But of course, there's this other way to just kind of it's it's kind of not a not not able to be put into words, really. But it's just, I guess, unconditional love like this surrendering to the situation because i uh in that state you kind of realize there's nothing you can do about it anyway yeah the and, madness is oh, yeah the madness oh, it's like but you, all, you can't figure it out anyway so you you just wind up going crazy drive yourself nuts trying to get to the bottom or the end of yeah the and that's you know it's like i think you and i have talked about like the law of one and things like that on our talks before and the thing is while we're talking about you know, counter Intel in the alt media or, you know, big time controlled opposition or these psyops, all these evildoers within that law of one, you have to take a very unbiased approach at looking at these situations and who these people maybe represent more than what they're doing. I don't know, man, but that's the problem. I don't have the answers on how to connect those two things. Like, you know, overwhelming evidence of really terrifying shit that these people might be doing. And at the same time, trying to accept we're all one. Right. And then, okay, throw in that maybe hyper human or inhuman or beyond human acceptance that everything is balanced and the way it's supposed to be on some sort of Zen level. 
it's a fucking conundrum. <laughs> it is. It's a paradox too. And like, which is one of the hermetic laws, right? Like right. <laughs> every yeah, truth makes is sense. a half yeah. truth. It's all a half true. And so nobody can really explain. And I, and I love this. I mean, I keep coming back to this because it's like, it puts us all on the same level. It's like, I don't care who you are, Neil deGrasse Tyson, some like real scientist, whoever you are, you know, you can't, you can't explain what reality is. It's impossible. No, no one can. And the ones that do are full of shit. Yeah. Yep. Well, yeah. The ones that do are like, yeah, are gonna you're gonna be drinking Kool-Aid on a beach with them, you know. They're they're gonna yeah. be yeah. Uh, I've seen massive YouTube accounts that like you know are followed in and they're science-based and things like that. A lot of great content, I'm sure, a lot of actual data, but they throw in this. I was watching some video on the nervous system. And they threw in, now we've obviously figured out by now that consciousness happens because of blah, 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 like in the brain. And I'm like, excuse me? Like, wait, 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 you figured out the hard problem of consciousness and, and nobody told anybody what, what? And then, so I started looking into it and yeah, there's just these people that think that that's figured out and they're just satisfied with like the materialist reductionist answers and you know, saviors like Sam Harris and oh things my like God. that, yeah. who of course have their, their dick in this community too, with his fucking meditation app and his leniency towards that. Well, he doesn't uh, believe in true will. He doesn't He's believe in free will. He is an idiot on that one. Like, I mean, you know, I'm not, I don't know if I do either though, man. Yeah. I definitely felt like I was part of a painting that was much bigger <laughs> than me that I had nothing to do. Like, you know, I played a role in, but it was beyond my comprehension. You know, well, I think the, yeah, will I, mean, was real I agree here, with that, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think they're both, again, they're both kind of half true, you know, right. but he's like so adamantly like, oh yeah, the big bang happened. And then everything that was going to happen just happened. Like, it well, if that's the case, then why do I need to worry about anything? Right? Like, I mean, there's no need to worry about the environment or any of the Absolutely. other things. It was already I, predetermined where, so there's nothing we can do about it. So why are we going to make a conscious change and try to save the planet or any of those true. things? It does. It, it just throws all the arguments off base at that point. I don't know. I mean, no, it's, it's true. It's in your saying the half truth thing. Sorry to cut you off. No, you're, you're good. You're, you're blasting me into <laughs> outer space here. Um, this half truth thing, man, it's so true because like, yeah, Alan Watts basically gives this too. And to be honest, it was something that I very much identify with a lot of my experience was like this. There is nothing to be gained. There's nothing to be lost. You Everywhere you want to go, you're already there. That whole very psychedelic, but also very ancient Eastern philosophy is very enticing. I don't know how wrong it is. I think where this is where we get into the weeds because we're talking about philosophy that it's almost like to say philosophy of the gods versus being a human being yeah. and being in the human drama of duality. And I think that's the incongruity of trying to be spiritual <laughs> and trying to live that way, but also live your life because it's, it's an oxymoron. It's again, it's a paradox. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's very well said, man. I mean, I go back and forth all the time, you know, and and honestly, if when I look out my window, like I live in like a bird preserve over here. I mean, like my it's a it's <laughs> it's usually a beautiful day. I walk outside, it's there's birds all over the place. I don't know why there's so many birds that live in my neighborhood. I guess it's the old trees. There's a lot of old trees here. And I, you know, I just walk around and this is beautiful, you know. But I go, but but then I go, you know, to the other extreme as well. Like, you know, it's a human thing, it's a fight, you know. We gotta, you know, I mean 
procreate or, 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 or leave a legacy of some kind. And there is that human dilemma as well. And so they're both, I think they're both valid. Once again, it's like the freaking half truths, you know? <laughs> right. It's, it's the forever paradox. You it know? is. Yeah. It's the it's, one we can't solve. And it's the one we can't like get ahead of mm -hmm. because it's literally us and what we're made out of basically. Yeah. It always felt that way to me. And yeah, <laughs> same. I mean, and I like it. I like being, I like being human. I, I enjoy, I, I've like literally even worked on enjoying this experience, like intentionally and being more focused and, 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 and being present in the time and understanding the value of that, right? Like all of those things. Yet at the same time, if someone's trying to hurt my family, you know, fisticuffs bro like we're gonna throw down it won't be yeah, a whole you know. time yeah i mean i won't i won't just meditate you know while you, exactly. <laughs> while yeah. you come into my house that's not gonna happen either right so yeah it's, it is it is it is a true truly interesting predicament man I, and it's and, and i think we are this interesting mix like as we go back and like start to look at and maybe ask some questions about heritage and origins and that kind of thing we definitely have these animalistic capacities capabilities and we also have some form of ability to become more aware to learn for our consciousness to expand and for us to understand concepts like unity even though we're different it's crazy yeah, i'm man. interested to hear a little bit about that like i'd love to hear kind of your theory like on the archons and, and that type of thing um as well as rediscover technology or even the uh, uh, or the plausibility of, I guess, alien or some sort of a space technology as far as how we're created and how what's and, and all this disclosure stuff as well. All right. Well, I will start on the side of aliens, pro alien little tidbit here. I love it. You never get that from me, really. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's perfect. If anybody has has like not heard of this man yet and and loves this topic they should definitely go read everything by bruce oh my god i'm an asshole now i can't even <laughs> <laughs> i bet people already know who i'm talking about but i'm bruce I'm just, jenner no i know oh my god oh my god let's no. see disclosure <clears throat> I'm terrible. This is this is a total brain. This is me, classic brain fart. Bruce no Fenton, doubt. man, that's who I'm thinking of. I'm gonna, Bruce Fenton. Bruce Fenton is talking about like crazy geosignatures and anomalies like 788,000 years ago, like techno signatures and space glass and like explosions and Okay, yeah, I'm butchering that, but go find Bruce Fenton's work and follow him, read his get get into his Substack and all that. That dude is awesome and I think to to me that's what we should be looking at in terms of like aliens and stuff like that. When we start talking about our written history, even our prehistory and what's been written about our prehistory, I I tend to think that's all humans and that's our origins they're talking about and and they the big bad they yeah. the the supposed archons and all that i think all of that is part of this human story that that we're 
carrying out now. And of course, for years and years and years, the conspiracy world has been um, adamant and they've easily connected the elites to these ancient stories, but with the added caveat of their reptilian monsters or shapeshifters or aliens or the actual gods or demons. And fair enough, because as I've been saying a lot lately, when you grow up in a very mundane world and then someone or something shows you how amazing and not mundane this world really is, if you like me, you have this extraordinary experience in your own consciousness, you are wide open to all of this now. And why would you ever go back? Why would you ever put it back in the box? Right? Why would you ever go back to anything mundane? And you start planting flags really quickly in your mind and you start building a worldview you know, and that those little, those big conspiracies that everyone gets hit with when they first wake up, I would say, look into where those come from for the most part. And you'll find suspect, you know, like, okay, JFK, that's the biggest one. Right. And we're getting a little off track, but just as an example, okay, JFK, he got killed and you have this whole contingency of people that are researching it for just general reasons. But a lot of them are like, Kennedy was killed because he was our hero in a sense and one mm. level or not even i have quoted that many times like things he said about the cia and things like that but at the same time he's a fucking kennedy yeah and uh, do nine hours of research into that right way before him and everything else and it doesn't fucking matter and it's like okay maybe he was gonna squeal or i don't i don't know whatever but you know that's kind of my example of that. It's always kind of just set up for us in that right, way. Right. And it's yeah. So our origins, I think, if a lot of us are always talking about how they're trying to hide our power and our personal, you know, reason to be whatever our purposes and all that, then yeah, why wouldn't it be that we did all this and you know, including them, quote unquote them, they were us, they are us, we are them. As far as I'm concerned. This is a little weird, but I think we're all fucking Israelites, basically. There's <laughs> different tribes. Basically, yeah. I mean, not not to say that we're all Jewish or, or that, that the Kabbalah or the any of that. No, just talking like blood, like family. We are all from the same families weird. at one point. And yeah, there's no really there's no way around that. We're all from Genghis Khan, you know, there's no, yeah, that's the, Genghis was, uh, yeah. Great, 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 great yeah, yeah, everybody. But no, I mean, no, that's, uh, it's interesting. And uh, you know, the ancient aliens thing, it's been on discovery for years and years and just been history into history. people's heads. Yeah. Yeah. The history channel. That's right. And but I think they're both the same anyway. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's been, you know, tons of different people talking about this and different, I don't know, just different ideas. And I don't know. The savior complex is always going to be an issue too. Like, I guess it, that's part of the angle, right? Like, do you make the aliens out to be the bad guys or the good guys? Both. Uh, you know, I guess, yeah, you have the option, right? Like it could be either and or both where it's like, Oh, who are my reptilians up oh, Pleiadians? Good folks. Hey, <laughs> we even have, we even have people obviously even in the conspiracy world that are very Christian and, uh, sure. Think of Yahweh as the God. Meanwhile, he was a, like a Babylonian storm king. And it, it was there. When you look into it, it, there's a whole contingency of people that think he was the devil or he was the bad guy, you know? 
And then there's people that think, oh, all the Gnostic Texas say that they're the evil ones. <laughs> and it's, it always comes down to what you believe. And what I find is that there's like this fine line between, as we, we've been saying, that balancing point between what is thought of as atheism and between what we, you know, between that and our takes on spirituality and post-mortem experiences and stuff like that. I really do think there's somewhere like a balancing point in there that kind of has some kind of secret magic to it that I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know. I think I that's where that. like most of it comes from when it, in terms of like where we're led. Right. And what we hold on to mm. against our logical brains, you know, I really, even the most logical among us, I, you know, like they say, there's no atheist in a foxhole kind of thing. Right. Right. Um, we desperately want to hold on to this version of reality. And that I think that includes this idea of multiplicity and billions of people. And I, I, that sounds really weird, but we're talking law of one a lot. So, yeah, sure. Sure. Well, I mean, I, it all has to resolve, I think, I don't know, in my brain somehow. Right. Like, right. I don't, I don't know how it can't all come back to one. It just like, it's, you got to start somewhere, you know, and everybody's going to have different, you know, different takes on all this. I, and I'd be interested. Like, I've been looking into like more of the Greek philosophy and stuff like that. You know, they, mm. they had their own gods, these gods as well. Oh yeah. That'd be archonic potentially, you know, I've thought about just different angles and possibilities of, of that, like where that all comes from and stems from. Um, but I know you did a lot of work on the box saga and learning about that and those origins Still doing it. Um, yeah. Still learning more. Which is awesome. Oh my God. Yeah. I mean, can you can you share a little bit about sure. that just for anybody who doesn't? Yeah. Know? Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I've been learning so much more. Um, there's always like different angles to look at it from. But recently I had, my, I think it's my most recent episode out on the feed is uh, Eric Edney, who was the producer behind all of the Box Saga documentaries that you find on YouTube that I've shared a billion times everywhere. Uh, welcome to hell. Welcome to Altlantis. Welcome to Rajasthan. Who the hell is Eeyore Bach? Uh, Back to Lemminkainen, which is a 13 part video series all behind the scenes with the diggers at the temple and all that. So this guy knows everybody. He's been intimately close with these people for a long time. He was at the dig site. He was in the temple or at least what they've opened up so far, you know? So it was great to talk to him and hear all kinds of stories and perspectives on, you know, getting a little bit more realism to it too. Cause when you start hearing stories about how Eeyore Bach first turned to his friend and said, hey, so my mother just died, and I have to tell you something <laughs> that I've been learning for the past 25 years, wow. you know, and it's, it's so cool to get that up close and personal take from the real people involved, because then, you know, if you're at a half-ass decent, like, judge of character at all, you can see that this was all a very real situation going on. This wasn't some charlatan just making it up to, to create a cult, as it's been said in some cases. But, uh, man, I had my mind blown after the podcast because I forgot to ask him a question I really wanted to ask him. And it was regarding this rumor that had been around. I can't even remember where I first heard it. But I, I, it might have been originally from the dig site, of course, 
but there was a rumor that there was a human carving inside when they blew it all open and blasted out the boulders and all the rocks that, and the rocks that even the slabs of granite that Eeyore said would be there, blasted all that out inside the chamber on the bedrock wall. They, there was supposedly some drawing, some carving into the, the bedrock. And I asked him if that was true. And he said, yes, it's absolutely true. And I'm like, and was it a checkerboard? And he was like, yes. Wow. And I'm like, Oh shit. <laughs> well, we'll talk a little bit. Well, they about- weren't playing fucking checkers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. I mean, maybe they were, they were, they probably, they were, they probably were. Could have been. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean the, the implications, it's so interesting. I don't forget the exact quote, but they have a saying, you know, with the box saga that, you know, evil, proliferated when ink hit paper or something like that. I know I'm butchering yes, a little the, bit. The black ink hit the white paper. Yeah. And like that, that makes a lot of, that makes a lot of sense to me. Cause I mean, you know, look at what can be fabricated through that, right? Like at this point now, you know, a generation, two, look what's happened just in my lifetime. You know, I'm 40. So I look at someone who's, you know, 20 years old and, you know, the way that they carry themselves, their style, their sense of uh, individual, all of it is so much different. And they relate to the world so much differently than I do. And that's mm. just, that's just our generation. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's not even that far removed. So imagine, you know, you get to four to five, 10 generations and all of a sudden you could literally fabricate an entire unreality or a, a different reality or a different perception or ideology of reality that people would just swallow and hook line and sinker so just kill enough people and scare the shit out of the ones that you let live enough they're not gonna say anything they're just gonna let you rule the fucking world yep they don't and especially if you make it where they don't have time to do anything else except for rush out and try to feed their families you know what i'm saying so here's another really juicy thing that I learned from the interview. And this is in the interview and you can hear it there. Probably better told by Eric, obviously. But um, we were talking about this sect of people in southern Finland. And I've mentioned these people many times in other podcasts that still speak the root language claimed by the box saga. That is the root of all human language, supposedly. And when I was hearing that all this time, I just perceived on my own without any like, you know, actual empirical clarification. I just assumed that we were talking about people that were unknowingly speaking root still in present day. And I found that to be amazing. It was great. What I'm finding to be even more incredible is what's been told to me by Eric was that no, 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 this is the remainder of the people that still remember. Wow. And there's like, I think he said hundreds and hundreds of them still in, in, in Southern Finland, in Helsinki that still speak this root language. And it's like, it's it basically, he suggested that while Eeyore presented the box saga to the public, a lot of these people were allowed to coexist out in public for the most part, you know, because at the end of this last disaster or uh cataclysm quote-unquote uh ragnarok did i talk to you about it before when the catholics came in and destroyed helsinki and I, ended I, it all yeah yeah you did we talked about okay. that on the last podcast cool so at that point there was two families left 
So because the two families were left, obviously they continued to have children and throughout time and they were just meant to keep the story in the family. Wow. But I think inevitably it was out in certain areas and stuff like that as they proliferated throughout generations. And what Eric said that they were like innkeepers, they were the, like the Germanic and the Scandinavian innkeepers. They were the people that owned inns and stuff like that. And you look at all of our horror movies about hostels and you're like, huh, why is this telling me not to go to any hostels? Wow. No <laughs> hostels in Europe. Yeah. yeah. Right. Go over there. They're evil. It's like, yeah. But, um, but yeah, so like they've existed this whole time. And these are the people in Southern Finland that supposedly still speak root language and remember the old ways and all that. And it was interesting after I learned this, I started looking into Eeyore Bach's father's lineage and his family background. And it's all there. I can send you links if you're interested, but, and I may, I hope this doesn't offend anyone because I'm sure there's like at least a mainstream uh, version of why this is. And I'm probably stepping all over it, but you know how a lot of Scandinavian last names are like Jorgen's son mm-hmm. with like that son at the end. Well, there's also daughter D O T T E R. And those first parts of the last name are their parents' names. Usually their mm. father's name. And it would be like, like Jorgen would be the father and Jorgen's son would be the last name of his son. So it would be like Eric, Jorgen's son. Mm. You see what I mean? It's yeah. like Eric, comma, Jorgen's son. Yeah. Now, when I was looking into Eeyore Bach's father's lineage, what I was starting to see was that everyone was marrying their siblings. Mm. Because everyone, so it was Jorgen's son, but he was married to Jorgen's daughter. Mm. And I kept seeing this everywhere. And I know that there's a lot of common names, but I was doing my due diligence. And plus with the history that is already there in the box saga of them trying to keep this, the ancient, ancient family line, very pure. And of course we know that theme is, has been in the conspiracy world forever and it's proliferated in these elite bloodlines supposedly. So I don't know if that's directly connected. One's a psyop for the other or what, but I am finding that. And it's really interesting to think, is that where those kinds of names or were they just using that to their advantage to hide in plain sight? Or was it out in the open? Was that how that kind of surname came about from them hiding in play? I don't know. I'm Hmm. trying not to be offensive, but I'm just making spectacles. No, no, no. It's interesting. No, it is. Well, we see this uh, a lot. That's not the only place, you know, you see something like that. And I think it might be even that, like you're saying, like we're all sort of descendants of sort of a tribe, whatever. That's just one of the ones. And I mean, you hear a lot of that kind of speculation within that whole like, you know, reptilian bloodline or whatever right. it winds up being. The dragon so, lords, right? It, yeah. It's just like, I think it's just like that. That's that group, that crew uh, trying to keep themselves. Uh, I don't want to say pure because <laughs> well, they think they, they consider to them, pure. To them. But the thing is, you know what, what always confounds us is. <clears throat> That like we know that incest does not produce purity and it degenerates. It de- degenerates, mm-hmm. and that's not what the box saga talks about. Was like the structure of society, but like not like nobody was like it wasn't incestual directly. You know, it was like throughout, like everybody was related throughout like three caste systems accordingly and stuff like that. You know, it was 
like incest adjacent kind right, of right but it. it was very interesting they had to obviously change their ways in more recent times though it was it was interesting because eeyore box mother or his father was also his grandfather okay i'm not sure how that works and i'm from the south you know like i should i should know how this works but i uh grandfather so, was also his father okay eeyore's eeyore's mother okay oh yeah oh okay. yeah yikes ah okay interesting and so this is interesting too because it's like not how the paradis time was structured this is a degeneration mm. and it was in their story it's like a desperation oh, that makes sense okay so they they kind of they were kind of their hand was forced right there were just not enough to keep it away yeah going maybe they they, didn't, they, they couldn't yeah they couldn't I mean, continue to proliferate without the way yeah because they didn't they didn't own so they don't own society anymore they, they mm. they're not you know according to the saga they don't have their original system anymore so yeah they're they have to just they want to keep it alive so that's what they've been doing wow yeah wow but now it's over it's gone it's done because eeyore is gone and he was the last one anyway and he was mm. murdered and we got into that on on the, my talk with Eric Edney as well. So it, it's mm. very interesting. And yeah, there's a lot of taboo stuff, of course, about this. And yeah. it also does echo a lot of things we hear in the conspiracy world. Um, Atlantis being the big one, of course. You know, and you were just mentioning Greek Greek mythology. Well, <laughs> yeah. Lots the Atlanteans and, and all that, that's the tail end, but we're describing the same groups of invading seafaring people. Yep. Because, I mean, when we look into that Atlantean history, even from the Plato narrative, if you start tracing lines of migrations of humans, that leads all the way back to the East and India and, and Scythia and where the Phoenicians were. And this is where Kazaria is. It's the Anunnaki. Like it's every, it's all of them. It, it's, it's all here. It's just so confounding. And there's so many little pieces and nuances that, man, I've been thinking about a documentary for years, but Oh, my head explodes when I try to like, all right, where do I start? <laughs> all right. We are all one. That, that'd right. be the first sentence. <laughs> we'll we'll end with there's no alien. I don't know. It would be one hell of a it would be one of those eight hour ones. <laughs> well, I've been going through like the Greek stuff and the Will Durant's stuff, who I mean, you know, he put a lot of stuff at like a modern history. And it's funny when you say that where you're like, I don't know where I would begin. Like in the beginning of his, when you read the, our Oriental heritage, like the first thing he's talking about is how he was just gonna write a history book for the last century but he just kept having to go back <laughs> and go yeah. back and go back and go back until it's like, dude, it's volumes and volumes of information. It's just very, it's, it's overwhelming. Just that what, you know, he had done. And I think he's done, I think he did a great job of highlighting and showcasing many different cultures and how they start to influence one another too. And like, I think what, you have gotten into is maybe maybe there was some competition between some of these uh tribes and uh certain ones wanted certain powers and all kinds yeah, of one my core belief is that one was okay and satisfied with what nature provided 
through and through like literally stone buildings. They were never going past that. And there was this other line of thinking that was, no, we can continue. We can get better and better and better. And there's nothing, I don't think there's anything wrong with either way. I think there's, there is something to be said though, unfortunately about that constant progress because even if we trace the word progress back to how it's been used since the turn of the 20th century, we get into some real shady territory mm-hmm. and the, the progressive movement and where that starts and all that, like, that. That's what that leads into. But where I bring it is all the way back to human behavior. And this is a conscious decision in your head. Like, do I take the shortcut or do I do the real work? And that, that's one example of it, but it really is this one way or the other. And it's the old versus the new. That's like a easy title to put on it kind of in my way of thinking about it. Um, yeah. Old versus new. That's how I'm looking at it. And that's our feud. I think that's hmm. our biggest feud, not just between each other and factions, maybe white hats, black hats, whatever you want to call it, but also within ourselves and our conundrum in this paradox because both options are correct and wrong or, you know, the natural way, like this archaic revival that's clearly back and coming back, that doesn't feel techie at all. So it's weird that those two things are happening at the same time, but it's like both these forces working together, you know? We desperately want this more natural world. We want this more natural way. We want to go back. I mean, shit, even many philosophers have suggested that the story of Atlantis itself and everything connected to it is just an, a, a deep-rooted desire to go back. Hmm. for This deep regret in humanity or something. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I, tra- I trailed off there. It's, it's, <laughs> it's fascinating. I mean, it really is. And I mean, I've stumbled upon so much great wisdom and, and virtuous ideas in the yeah. past. The Oralinda book is a great example. Oh my God. Yeah. I want to talk to that guy. Oh, so beautiful, you know, and those ideas. And those are the ideas that, I mean, to me that that represents the, one of the ways, right? Like, I mean, where we're headed now, like I was saying earlier, I was looking at videos about the Apple goggles and what all that. I mean, yeah. everybody's going to be walking around in a scuba mask. Thirty four ninety nine. That's the first version, though. Remember when the Razer? Palma. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Remember when the first Razer came out? The first Razer cell phone was like eight hundred dollars or something right, back in nineteen ninety six or something. So, like it, yeah. It's it's thirty four ninety nine now, but give it right. like it's a, it's the very first iteration, and give it like the second, the third, the fourth, the fifth. They'll do like a. a uh, air goggle or something. And so everyone will be able to afford it. It'll be like six or $700, you know, like it's right, going to be yeah. like the new cell phone or whatever. People are just going to be walking around in this augmented reality with these goggles on that just tracks your eye movement. It's just, it Convenience blows everywhere. Right. My mind. Yeah. You can have whatever you want right now, whatever that you is. won't even have to type in. I'm looking for food or say, you won't even have to say I'm looking for food. This neural link shit's going to like, you're hungry here's all these restaurants you can go this way. You can go this way. Or here's your fridge. Everything in your fridge is cataloged. And it's that can, it's that new way, that mm. convenience. We can do better for what purpose to, to lay down and do nothing. We want to do nothing. And I, I'm not saying that as necessarily like uh, some people just want to be lazy. I think there's something existential about it too. Mm. 
I think it's, it's that, you know, when you clear trauma, you need to rest, you know, when you like really, uh, reveal something to yourself and you find out about something in your past or you finally face something, whatever it may be, you release trauma, even somatic healing, right? Physically releasing trauma from the body. Yeah. You have this rest period that needs to happen afterwards. And we are in a civilization of like neurotic psychosis and depression from our anxiety for everything we've been through as a human species. And if, if fucking ancestral trauma has anything to say about it, if that's real at all, my God, what, what we carry with us, we don't want to do anything. We want to lay the fuck down for a minute. I think. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I, I get it. I think part of that is the exhaustion that, you know, part that this world that has been created through this new way, you know, and all this convenience and availability and status and, you know, social stuff and social media and all this other, you know, where it's just constantly, you're just getting, it's a barrage. And so there's an exhaustion, I think that we just kind of naturally have. It's like our, our brains process information. And I don't think we've ever, or I don't think humans generally have had access to this much information at once. You've got to process this stuff. It's like, you know, like yeah. we're looking around and I'm looking for a snake, you know, so that I don't step on it. And so I'm looking for information that's going to keep me safe and keep me from getting hurt or whatever. And I don't know which information of that is the one that I'm useful. If I see a snake, I'm like, Oh, that's red. And it has yellow and black. That's a coral snake. I need to get away from that as a yeah. snake. I run, I, but, I, but, but I don't know what information I need. What's important to me. I've got 18 emails. What, which one do I need to read? And I think we just right. part of that, you know, and I think, yeah, I think we do want to rest. I think we want to like resolve. We want to resolve back into that one, right? Like we have this need, I, I believe. And I think that's where a lot of addiction comes from. Mm. Um, just because oh, yeah. you're like, I just want to be, I just want to rest. I just want to be back in, you know, in that space where everything is okay. Right. And, uh, and a lot of that, I, I, yeah, I, th I think a lot of that is very pure and, and innocent, but I think it just gets exploited. And, uh, especially in our modern society, like it just makes us chase all these different, uh, ideas and oh man yeah it's just exhausting overwhelming yeah. Some, somebody says oh so sleepy <laughs> it's a different, it's a, and it's a different kind of exhaustion than the exoteric ancient world you know uh the esoteric world that we live in you know we're ruled over by pen and tongue i like to say mm. whereas before we were ruled over by sword and shield mm. and back then the truth was like evident People knew about these secret societies, knowing more than them and all that. Like that was the kingship kind of. And now it's this hidden clandestine kind of version of it. You know, it's it's weird. And if we have this archaic revival coming back and we have this all these pagan desires, these old ways, this nat more natural, inevitably we're all going to collectively seek out the most extreme version of that on a massive scale. And it does feel like the archaic revival that was of course prophesized by Mr. Terrence McKenna. And, um, you know, that's, what's weird about this tech takeover to me. And maybe I'm going to sound really paranoid, but to me, 
like Klaus Schwab, Dr. Evil incarnate, right? <laughs> like it's, it is like, we've been saying it's too obvious and it is too obvious. And it's an interesting situation we have where we do have this dramatic push towards that world, which includes him and every bit of takeover that's happening. But we do have this archaic revival and these very subtle underlying things going on with other characters and people, all of these people report to and these secret societies and these old ancient rites that really are at the core of everything, even our politics and, and religions that we know. So we know something more than this is happening. So what if we are going back to an exoteric rule? Hmm. Cause think about it. As I was saying before, this whole conspiracy world has kind of been manufactured and given to us a small portion of us to run with. And if our job is to collapse the house of cards, we're the ones that are collapsing the world. And if the bad guys that we're after are all of the tech genius, you know, all that world, then that's going to be what collapses. And what comes after that? Yeah, it's going to be growing, eating dandelions and growing stuff. And I guess. I don't know. And if it's an just, I'm just. It collapses. Yeah, yeah. Because if the old world was like just fucking wild west, but even more so, maybe, I don't know, maybe that's what they're hoping for. Like this society will totally collapse. Yes, we do have all this tech, but we're the ones who own it all. And now, yeah, we can rule over you with sword and shield. They're just hmm. digital. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I see that as kind of like a panopticon, right? I, I mean, that's paranoid. There's yeah. probably more pieces I'm not putting together. Well, like there's AI right. ain't in anybody's control, I don't think. Right. Right. That's a good so, point. What do we yeah. do with that? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's Terminator. I don't think even they, quote unquote, they want terminator to happen or do they i don't know what do you think i don't i don't know. <laughs> <laughs> throw it in your court man <laughs> no that's cool i think th these are good ideas it is interesting i mean ultimately i think the truth of it is is like I, it's like i was watching a video today or my mom was in the other room and like this guy's sitting there like well when we wake up and it's like when we wake up and do what motherfucker like <laughs> what do you what are we supposed to do? Put a bull hat on or like a shaman and, and, and paint ourselves and run into the freaking white house. Yeah, we can do that, but you know how that ends. You know what I mean? Like, right, right. that's not wise. There's nothing wise about that. I, I, you know, at the same time, I know there are people who are probably who have their own interests and there always have been, and there always will be who are warring factions of different and they're, they're probably all gangs, you know, mobs, of, <laughs> you know, psychopaths and sociopaths and narcissists and, and that kind of stuff. Um, you know, so I, I, I think it's really it's about it is about power and, and domination. Um, I don't think I would be surprised if the system collapses because I feel like that it really is that is that sword and shield. It has become that, you know, yeah. shit, man, it has only been 10 years since I've had one of these. And I think I about know, that all I'm the terrible. time. Now the fucking goggle and the, if they put Neuralink in there with that, like, Oh man. I mean, yeah. the amount of people who are just going to be, it'll, it'll be like ready player one. And like, you know, what, what everybody was scared of with the metaverse, you know, I guess. I think they got their cyborgs, right? Because 
Neuralink mm, that is plus a plus AI, which is inevitable. It's already oh, yeah. there. There's no oh, yeah. way in hell those weren't built and and are running on programs with AI involved. I, I don't know the details because I don't read papers I don't understand, but uh yeah, I I would say that that's terrifying because then you have whatever you want. You have a slave or you have a soldier. Who knows? Oh my God. Oh my yeah. God. But that's why we're talking about all this shit. You know? <laughs> yeah, it is. And it how is. does the alien thing fit into this stuff that we're talking about? My God, I, I don't know. Like yeah, I mean, you've got it's such a distraction huge. for so long, and now it's like main course. So it's like, fuck, you've got, yeah, you got yeah. It blew my it? mind. It blew my mind when, like, yeah, I'm not not. I I click around on YouTube just to because I'm curious, yeah. <laughs> and I want to see what people are saying. And when I saw, like, I I don't really particularly like Matt Walsh. I thought, what is a woman was okay. It was there was some good good, good points here and there, right? Points for sure, yeah. for sure. And uh, you know, but like, I feel like that guy he's just stirring shit up. Like that's his, that's his job. It's his job to stir shit up. And when you've got someone overtly saying, this is important and you need to care about this. It's like, shut, shut the fuck. Like I, there's nothing that is redeemable about you. If you're shoving anything down someone's throat like that, like, of like a fascist, like truly, you know what I mean? Like a right wing fucking angry, you know, it's like, but, dude, you can't force those people to care about this. They've never cared about it. They don't care about it. And they're not going to care about it. Like, it's just, it's and weird. He's divisive. Why he's would divisive you? as he a right wing Christian yeah, or Catholic, is. whatever he is. And no offense to people that side right wing or, or are Christians or Catholics, sure. whatever. Sure. But, but I will say that there's been millions of not millions, lots of videos over the years that I have seen that like, just someone telling the bare bones truth and it's killing it. And it's like every minute goes by the video. I'm like, yes. Oh, I'm totally sending this to my, to my dad and he's going to get it finally. And he's going to wake up. And then they, you know, maybe not even my dad, maybe my friends or whoever. And they end with, because I know that Jesus Christ in my heart, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, you just lost so many fucking people and no offense to you. Good for you that you have that belief and that's totally fine. Sure. I'm not offended by it all, but God damn it. We're trying to, we're trying to like wake everybody up. You're not going to get there in that way. Right. You're not yeah. going to do it through, through your religion. That's going to hurt. Unfortunately, a lot of the people you're trying to wake up who are all sciencey and way away from anything mystical, they are mundane unless it's spooky science you know it's interesting quantum physics you know or like you can't look, look get them these, that way. yeah you can't you can't you know like they'll bite turn them off you're gonna yeah. turn them off and make us all look like what they all what you all do <laughs> right right <laughs> exactly exactly just just <sighs> just completely discredited and, and and you know it's so sad like we were talking a little bit before the show about you know people in our community who legitimately have interest in talking to people who have done certain things and they're just written off immediately just because, you know, just because of the stigma of asking questions and being, you know, a part of that community. Like as a comedian, obviously I want to get booked, you know, so I can't just go in there and start saying crazy shit. And, you know, even if the audience is into it, the comedians are going to be like, nah, he's, he's done. You're blackballed, pal. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, and that's fine. I'm not, I'm not crying about that because, because you know I've, I've i've come along enough to understand comedy is always changing anyway right mm-hmm. like um 
what was funny 10 years ago is no longer funny. It just, you feel how, ugh, how hacky it's shit. It's hard like, to watch some old yeah. stand-up bits. Go, go watch like some old Jim Norton being on Opie and Anthony or something. And you'll just be like, right. this is And bad. yet some of it's timeless. Do mm -hmm. you think that's just subjective? Do you think in 15 years, Jim Norton or Doug Stanhope will be more iconic than they would be just looking up close? Or, I or think do you think so. it really is just certain people? I, I think it's more certain people and I think it's okay. more certain bits too. It's like there are okay, certain fair. things, you know, cause you'll see people on the left and people on the right sharing George Carlin stuff. Right. Like, right. Because or prior. Yeah. yeah 100%. Not because, Sam Kennison. <laughs> no, no, you won't. <laughs> not Sam. No, not Sam. But, but you know, like, but, but it just changes. It's always going to evolve. It's always going to develop and be different. So not yeah. even saying anything, about that like i want to use comedy as a medium to talk about some of this stuff that's a lot easier said than done you know what i'm yeah, saying like man. especially when i'm doing comedy to normies on a consistent nightly basis i don't have an alt media following and right in front I think of that's me. better dude i think that's such a beautiful opportunity and not to bombard them not to freak them out not to alienate but to just tease yeah, just have you know, it doesn't even have to be the doesn't even have to be the primary part of the joke, right? Sure. It's just throw it in. Yeah, you know, all those masks we've been wearing, right? You know. Well, what's funny well, it's about, not it. about but anyway. I'm not a comedian, as you can tell. <laughs> <laughs> well, what I've found is that it's those it's those trigger words. It's not, Whenever, so whenever you take a position on something, you're going to alienate somebody who disagrees with you, <laughs> period. And everyone yeah. can be offended. Like that right. includes me and any comedian and any, anyone, like people are all like, I'm a free speech, you know, purist. And I'm, I'm, I'm as close to that as you can be. Right. But like, right. Still, you can still offend me. You can still, you know, like there's a lot, there's a lot to unpack with that. And the point is, is to it's like i've got a i've got a biden bit that i think is super funny you no know, in any room you know like in any room i will talk about joe biden and how he's redefining comedy right like he's a slapstick genius <laughs> yeah. did you see him fall the other week it was incredible yeah so man. you know like i start talking about that and the more passionate it is like it doesn't matter it could be it could be any room they'll see the humor in that because i'm not like defaming his character or making fun of anybody for their beliefs or who they voted for or shaming them or virtue signaling or and, and talking you know I, I think i think the audiences are as a as a whole really getting tired of being pandered to politically you know yeah. and that's again comedy is changing it's been that way for a couple of years ever since especially the pandemic where a lot of comedians, that's all they've got is making fun of people who have different opinions. And, yeah. and this might sound ridiculous coming from a comedian, but when all you do is you just like, you just nitpick and humiliate people or just, uh, just, you know, make fun of them uh, and just ridicule them. Like, you know, that's not a fucking argument. Ridic ridiculing someone is not a better argument. It's no, just ad hominem. It's, it's just an ad hominem attack. Exactly. It's just the lamest thing you can do. So, you know, I think people are just as a whole getting tired of that. So that's a positive thing. And I honestly, I think, you know, where, where my head is and where the world, you know, can kind of catch up to, I think, I think those two worlds can start, they start to come together more and more. 
You know, I think the pendulum will swing back where people are like, yeah, we we have been lied to our entire lives. We were lied to about this. We were lied to about that. Why would it change all of a sudden? Yeah. Now they're telling the truth. It doesn't make any sense. I, I just sent uh, one of Ron Funches's clips. He's a very funny comedian. And he's talking about, man, y'all don't believe in conspiracy theories, not any of them. He's like, that's yeah. a strong position to take. He's yeah. like, you think the government's just batting a thousand at telling us the truth? <laughs> I've seen that. Yeah, that was great. It's perfect. so good. It's perfect. Because it's kind of looking at it. It's like you're not ridiculing anybody, but you're going... Hey man, look we're at the friends. Absurdity. Yeah. You all right? <laughs> yeah. Come on. Look how absurd that is. That's that is a very strong position. And so I think you I think making those insights and comedy is really about relief for the audience. They want you to say something that they want to say, but they can't say it, right? Like and then when you do that, it's like ah, it's like ah, you know, they there's right. a there's an exhale, there's like a uh, a release there, like a, yeah. a, a bit of a relief. And so, I don't know, I've been learning more about it. It's, it's there. I'm, I've got still tons to learn. I've been having a lot of fun. I'm starting to really have fun actually. Uh, That's great, man. Just, yeah, yeah. You hosted a big show. Yeah, recently. yeah, That's I did. Cool. I did. It was amazing. I did. I hosted uh, Joe Pettis's special taping at the 40 watt in, 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 and, uh, and I'm, I'm getting booked. And so that is really fun. And, I make awesome. make friends with comedians, and you know it's interesting too because like every comedian is is different. There's not a generalization really of comedian. You find introverts, extroverts, rednecks, liberals. I mean, you name it. I mean, there's yeah. every every type. You know, there is a sort of pervasive, I would say, pressure. You know, um, and. I think Patrice mm. talks a lot about that and talk about someone who I think will age well is Patrice. O'Neal. Oh yeah. I think he will, <laughs> he's one of those guys. I think, mm-hmm. that, you know, remember what, I feel like roasts. Well, they were probably all bullshit, but like, you know, pieces of shit, but <laughs> you know, the roasts were at first, it felt like specific people. And now it's just turned into anybody gets roasted, you know, mm-hmm. but it's like some of these comics. Yeah. Like you said, it is specific people. When you think about it, like just the bits themselves will live on kind of forever. Almost. They're the timeless ones until we drastically change, I guess, until we grow out of sarcasm. I don't know. Well, I still oh. don't think comedy and I, I know I'm not the only one who will have this position, but I don't think comedy has even come close to catching up to bill hicks you know so interesting you know we'll eventually we'll get i mean there. dennis leary copied him for a whole show <laughs> to like do a tribute to him that was funny for years i thought he literally ripped him off he did but, and, well yeah but then i found out wait am i thinking about this the right way i thought so, it was a benefit for bill because the fucking tour was called no cure for cancer i thought it was a whole thing huh. and i was trying to i was like giving too much judgment to leary and maybe they were all buddy. I don't know. Maybe. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure they were not. And, and this is this speaks to the testament of like how much of a genius Bill Hicks was, because there's a story where he's going down the road and he puts a tape in and it's Dennis Leary's special and he plays it for his brother and his brother goes, those are your jokes. Oh, it's the one okay. where he's talking about oh, like, yeah. I go through X amount of packs of cigarettes. It's how many lighters it is, you know, yeah, yeah. And all he those the jokes. Jim fix bit. Yeah. yeah. All that stuff. And so what Bill did was eject the tape out of, out of the player and just throw it out the window and then write new material. Oh, wow. Okay. So, so yeah, I was way off. I was just trying to give credit to, to Dennis Leary. I guess I'm not my trying to home, say anything. Guy. <laughs> Sorry, dude. No, that's, I don't give a shit, but he's, He's literally from, yeah, like the town over from where I grew up. Wow. And he like hung out with people 
people's dads that I was friends with who were like buddies with like Bruins players that, you know, it was crazy. Small area in yeah. the Worcester, Boston area up here. But <laughs> that's yeah, cool, that's, that's crazy to hook that around. Yeah. Cause my God, Bill Hicks. Yeah. Really then pioneered so much of comedy and man. Yeah. He pushed a lot of limits and I hate to say it, but I, I wonder sometimes about him too, in some sure. ways, not the Alex Jones not the thing. Alex Jones I'm thing. not, I mean, <laughs> that would be really crazy. I'm not like, it's kind of like flat earth for me. I'm like, Hey, if that were to be the case, then mm -hmm. that's wild. But like, to me, what irked me and if I can find it, I'll send it to you. A lot of us have seen like a five to eight minute bit. It wasn't even a bit. It was between bits where he's dealing with a heckler and it's kind of shitty footage. If you haven't seen it, it's wild to begin with anyway, because he is just calling this woman out and being crazy kicking her out and it's and she gets kicked out you know but there's one video i've seen and it's an extended version of that mm -hmm. and he was having some kind of night because i don't even know if it was directly after that but at one point he starts going off and not even telling jokes all of a sudden he did that he a starts, lot apparently yeah. but he's but in this clip he starts talking about he either brings up the heckler again or it was right after the heckler, but he starts talking about us, like all the public, the swine. I'm the, the like, you're here to see me like crazy, mm. self-righteous, crazy shit. And it was just, I am not trying to put a damper on it, but it was a really, it was like, whoa, haven't seen this extended clip before. And then I really haven't seen it since. I think I have looked for it and haven't been able to find it, but I'm sure it's out there to be. Yeah, found. I'm sure it is too. And, and he and, probably did have that kind of attitude. You know how he was politically and like, God, would he be insufferable sure. now? Maybe. I mean, yeah, I yeah that's the imagine, problem, right? Even Carlin, you know? I think about a lot, right? Maybe. A lot of them, mm -hmm. you know, if Rage Against the Machine had died five years ago in a plane crash, who my, my view of them would be much different. To, you know, I would have felt a different way about yeah. them. I never really looked into it, maybe. You know, I still respect Chris Cornell. You know, <laughs> yeah. See, there you go. You got yeah. well, yeah. I mean, you got people that like literally died trying to uh, be good within right. that industry. Yep. Him and Chester, a band that I disavowed after my like, after I was like seventeen, I was like, these guys, ah, fucking pop fake metal <laughs> and then come to find out man this guy was really trying to do do good he really right? was the voice of god hey right yeah it's like <laughs> oh man i'm starting to like all these bands i didn't like because of their character <laughs> 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 that's great what a good excuse you know like i used to feel that way about the flaming lips uh years oh, and years ago did you ever see that uh, documentary they did like the fearless freaks yeah. absolutely God, so my good. good friend of mine his older brother was absolutely obsessed with them gone went to see them a million times and yeah i i was indoctrinated yeah yeah i, I loved them <laughs> they were one of my favorites i've probably seen them i've probably seen them in radiohead the most probably seen radiohead more but uh so jealous yeah i <sighs> And, but again, you know, it's like, I lost respect for both of those, you know, within the yeah. past couple of years and even tool, you know, and it's like, oh man, that hurts. Yeah. It's <clears> weird <throat> when you start hearing conspiracies about tool and you try to write it off as like, well, you know, you can't just jump to Freemasonry automatically and say all of them are evil. Cause I know Freemasons that are just normal people. I, that that's obviously cover for a deeper society. I get that, you know? 
but like you so yeah i was trying to dismiss it and of course you deal with like the far reaching like christian side of it where it's like they're all just satanic it's all evil right. devil worship right can throw all that out but then you start really looking it's like well oh man fear inoculum came out right before the pandemic basically not right before but far enough pretty ahead. Like, come right on. there man yeah and the lyrics man it's i mean not to say there's of course there's a lot of truth a lot of spiritual truth given out but at the same time that spiritual truth is given out to us in many forms we're also bombarded with many ways to perceive and bring back go back to that spiritual truth that's being given to us and perceive it in all these different ways which is just colors it in all these illusions you know so tool maybe i think releasing a lot of very deep consciousness stuff and like interesting information they always have yeah but then who's reading it all of us who are very subjective and very vulnerable especially once we find out the world ain't mundane if we have some experience that inspires us to look between the cracks and everything then we are led into all sorts of insanity yeah. So we can attribute any lyric, any truth, any deep old philosophy that's given to us now in a million different ways. And that's why I love studying language, because when you really go back and that's why I love the box saga, there's something about Occam's razor there that is so hair raising and final. And you feel like you get hit in the face, especially when it's language, too, you know? It's yeah. no, it's it's intense, and I and I think that's a really good point that you make. Where there are these myriad ways to interpret the world, right? Like, and so I think that's where we're headed, especially with the VR and the and the AR and all that. That's it's going to be you literally are living in your own reality tunnel, and there'll be small groups of factions here there that think this and think that i mean at this point right like you don't need abc news to tell the entire public one status quo truth and everyone follows that narrative at this point right. you've got the internet where like you were saying earlier it's like the stuff that was censored now obviously it wasn't censored because if it was censored we wouldn't even know about it right but exactly it was, <laughs> yeah but it Should was we talk about FOIA, <laughs> right and, and, and it's, I'll just say this because my mind went to FOIA, the Freedom of Information Act, not to all extents because people use it in legal cases with like family, like all kinds of criminal cases and things like that. But when it comes to FOIA within like the UFO territory and declassified CIA information, again, some truth covered in bullshit, right? That's my opinion. And mm -hmm. it's like, why does the, why does FOIA even have to exist? The fact of the, the very fact of its existence proves its uselessness. Mm. It proves that we have to request the we have to request from the government that works for us shit that they're keeping from us because they don't think we can handle it. Well, that's the cover story or whatever right. it is. Because national the public security, you know, exactly national security, right? Fear your brothers right. and sisters; they could be agents. They could be agents from another country. So, yeah, I don't trust FOIA whatsoever, really, in terms of, like, declassified this and declassified that. We have the gateway experience. But, again, we have the gateway experience 
and that's Robert Monroe and his work, mm -hmm. and it's the government's take on it. And then we have a myriad of other bad actors and controlled opposition units that will give us many, many, many perceptions about how we should perceive these other realms, quote unquote, or other quote unquote intelligences and things like that. They have it in every which way you look, you know, it's fairies, it's aliens, it's gods, it's demons. It's whatever you want it to be. It's us from the future. If you want to get with Jack Sarfati, Sarfati, I don't know. That's he contacted crazy. me a while ago. He's some scientist. He wanted to come on my show. And I thought he was just some crazy whack job because he was telling me that robots contacted him when he was a kid from the future, telling him he was going to work with amazing people and save the world. And now he's deep into the anti-gravitic world with all the tech people working on alien stuff and, and all that. Hmm. So, And I didn't know that he was like a, an actual like professor of physics and things like that. I didn't know he was anybody. I was just like, fuck off. And, just <laughs> ignored him. and now I see his name everywhere. <laughs> so that's, a, that, that'll be, that's like, if you want to know anything about me and you didn't know me before this. Yeah. Fuck. That, that was, <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> I don't care who you are. I don't, I don't that's buy so it funny. and I'm not going to advertise it on my show unless that's I'm so shitting funny. on it or debating you on it. Right. <laughs> I, I'm so much more George Nori or fucking whatever. Where so I'm what, what did you have for lunch when you were with <laughs> the aliens? <laughs> exactly. That is me. I'll, what kind you of know, space suits did you wear? <laughs> I'm not trying to pervade like a bunch of that's trash, fair, but at the same I'm time, I'm sometimes I, on accident. I'm not I can't check trying these people's, to be that way. I don't have I'm time to check. Yeah, I don't have time to check people's credentials. I I like Occam's <laughs> Razor. I'd rather sit here and talk to you. And I'm like, okay, well, cool. I, I see your perspective. And and if it makes sense to me, it resonates, it resonates. Because I really do think no matter who it is, there's going to be a shard of truth in there. And then just yeah. a bunch of poop, you know, that it, it's not even, it's not even our fault, right? It's like, no, it's, it's, it's not just, their fault either. It's not their fault. That's just mixed in with it. And it's I like, like that you said, like, you know, you take what you get from me that you jive with and, and leave what you don't. Right. And it's, it's like, that's kind of the point of the game. We're all coming at it from perception. And you and I have also talked a lot about, like we said before, the law of one and where we all, we're all possibly united and interconnected in some way, whatever that may be. There's many interpretations there too. <laughs> sure. But so to even walk in that territory and swim in those waters, you got to accept that even these people were talking so negatively about, or I am at least. Yeah. And, I'm saying. Uh, and like coming at and trying to expose or this or that. It's not to call them the bad guy necessarily. Mm -hmm. It's really in essence to continue unfolding this story. If what we're after is, is more of a rooted truth. And I do think it's possible. I don't buy that. Oh, we'll never know. I think, you know, for the, when it comes to like our history and what's going on, that is all unfolding. That's the whole point. You know, it's the Lotus flower. It's mm. the philosophy in Buddhism that they talk about when it comes to the unfolding of, of the conscious experience and it's unfolding for each of us. And it's unfolding on a collective level for the earth and humanity. <laughs> if that, that might be a little woo woo, but whatever. Um, I, I dig it. No, I'm, I'm into that. And I, then I've heard people talk about like the new earth, uh, 
5D, you know, oh, it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, oh, it's the new, and then everyone just hops into like Agenda 2030 communitarianism. Oh, it's the new earth or whatever. And it's like Starship well, Troopers. makes a lot of sense too. Um, yeah, man, it does. And yeah. It's so mixed because it's like, yeah, I, I want to connect with the earth, but I don't want to be part of your weird fucking flower cult or whatever you know like whatever that winds up being where it's like oh well you have to do that you didn't do your share of the i'm sorry man up against the wall you know yeah, so who yeah. knows what happens at that point it's it's, yeah, it's, it's some point it was just some fucking asshole with a pamphlet like hey so what if we didn't build it ourselves <laughs> right <Need> this. <laughs> right right uh, god damn <laughs> well there's yeah and i mean i guess we will keep exploring i'm with you i'm optimistic i mean i don't i am too i don't yeah <laughs> i don't think my negative yeah i mean there's gonna be some weird shit go but i think it comes back it comes back to that awareness you know that's why mm -hmm. we do the work we do consciously and 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 love man i mean I, it's, it's simple yeah, and okay. silly and all that and i know it, it probably gets lost in translation a lot but it that's does, what yeah. what i think it's you know ultimately it comes down to and i'm it makes me happy to be able to have people to talk to about this who truly confide in it because like like i said these are these are things i do want to talk about to just normal people who whoever but not in a way that is going to make them feel alienated or pissed off or any of that like if possible right, right? like i want to you know just talk about possibilities and options and what, what might be since nobody can fucking prove shit, you know, like, I mean, right. Yeah. We are. Yet. Yeah. Nothing. It's possible. It hasn't been done yet in a way that's like spread out enough immediately to hit everybody, it hit enough of us at once or something, you know, but who knows, maybe that will happen. I am optimistic as well. And you know, you always make me more optimistic when we talk, like every time we talk, I think it kind of echoes out afterwards, man, because you know, you just have such a positive energy, man. You really do. And I appreciate you a lot. Well, I appreciate you too. And all the work you've done and all the digging and research, it's amazing. And I, 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 I love hearing about it and how all these things connect. And, and the fact that you're like, you'll take a stand against the, you know, the conspiracy people or whoever, you know, just to say, Hey, yeah, they look, call it black pilled, right? The, I don't, yeah, yeah, it's I don't, the new yeah. conspiracy term. Right. It's, a, it's a new conspiracy theorist, but conspiracy theorists use it on each other. Right. Right. Is that like a negative thing? Like, yeah, it's like black pill. You don't believe any, you know, it's just a lot of it's to do with nihilism, nihilism. but I've heard it often discussed when talking about, you know, turn, turning the spotlight back around and looking at what's going on in the community. If I can, if we can talk about controlled opposition at some high operating level, then it would be really uh, dangerous of us to not consider it mm -hmm. uh, trickling down into every fractal of the community. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. Especially. And I would like to turn all of your listeners, if, if you, if you would let me, yeah. if you haven't listened to my friend Drew Misson's podcast, it's called missing the point or you're missing the point. M I S S E N. He's a good friend from Australia and he's a brilliant podcaster. He does great interviews. He asks amazing questions and he's, he's smart as hell. He's a teacher and he's stuck in, in what's going on in Australia so he's, he's a great dude and he has a great show and his most recent episode, he had our friend Brandy on who I've had on my show a number of times and she let loose on her 
very personal experiences with a very uh, a very messed up situation that happened in our happened is happening in our community at a smaller level. You know, ops going on at the micro level, as is written in documentation that we have been going over, her and I and a couple others. We've been seeing all this documentation about, you know, of course, go after the ones that are, you know, just starting out, trying to make it, trying to make something for themselves. It's not necessarily these situations where it's just joe rogan getting bought out for millions or or his family being owned by the illuminati or hey it, it goes up that chain and absolutely i look at him as a as a waving the flag saying all right everybody you can start talking about this now right because ever since jimmy corsetti's been on his fucking show talking about the adam and eve story now that's trickled out everywhere and we got fear 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 going on and now it's not an asteroid or a comet we got nothing we can't even blast it out of the sky it's our own planet right it's gonna destroy us man and i'm not saying there isn't some truth there i know i'm going off on a tangent but yeah that's suspect all of it's suspect but i do see him uh shouting that out down the down the pipeline but yeah it's every level and well we've been talking about ufos and aliens well that episode on missing the point with brandy and drew is all about the ufo subject and the people involved and a lot of really big names involved and some smaller ones that you might be familiar with if you listen to the episode and you pick up on it cool <laughs> yeah man i'm definitely going to listen to this that that'd be episode 30 came out and the subject matter that's being discussed on this episode will be coming out on like a bigger discussion soon with more physical evidence and things like that uh, so that, yeah, stay tuned because I'm, yeah, call me blackpilled, but something's, something stinks big time. And uh, it's the same kind of psyops that we've been talking about on a grander scale. Just these are shaping operations. Yeah. These are ways to influence even down on a micro level. Sure. And I've, you know, in retrospect, looking back now with what I know, I've absolutely not, I'm not tooting my own horn. I'm no, I don't have many followers or any, you know, not a lot of subscribers, but I've absolutely was targeted and they come as your best friend and they fucking love you, man. They give you your number. They want to hang out. They want to talk to you. They want to send you as many guests as they can. And all has, have those names pop back up in my head as things have unraveled these days. Mm. So yeah, a lot is coming down the pipeline. It's fascinating. Well, it's interesting in podcasting too, because it's, you know, it's changed so much. I've been doing this for a long time and now people send you their one sheets with their suggested questions that you should ask for and all yeah. the details to their coaching program or whatever. <clears throat> and it, it's, it, it's, it's gotten that I've, I've found people on uh pod, pod is it pod, uh, pod booker and some other places like that where you can literally just kind of go and look at someone's podcast um mm -hmm. through there but i mean yeah it's interesting like as far as booking stuff some sometimes people will reach out to me sometimes people's agents will reach out to me like likewise you know, absolutely and i'm not saying that's all no it's just interesting I'm not being paranoid here it's like, just it's changed a lot you are you know? awesome and people do love you man they want well, to talk to you for sure <laughs> well i appreciate it I, lo I love giving people a platform even if it's something where i'm like well i don't know i mean i'll still yeah. you know for the most part unless it's obviously it's something that i think is harmful but i mean you know right. i just 
Yeah. Well, you I, get, yeah, I think you honor that you honor people's perceptions and I think you don't draw any hard lines and you don't plant any flags. And that's, that's, I love that, you know, because neither do I, I could say we're all one at the end of the day and that right. kind of makes it better with what I've been saying, but I still don't know. I have no fucking clue, man. You yeah. know? Well, there's also the paranoia aspect of it too, where it's like, this is another one of those Robert Anton Wilson things from like Illuminatus or something where it's like, if you have one secret police, then you have to have another secret police to police that secret police. And then there needs to be yes. a real secret police behind that secret police that makes sure that the first, you know, and it just becomes this shell game of, you know, like a, like a Russian doll where like eventually right. you just like spin out on the floor and you just, you, you just can't take it anymore, you know? And, and I think there's yeah. the propensity for people in this movement. We're already a little bit, paranoid and thinking about you know these things you know yeah uh and i'm not saying be negligent either but i just mean like there's already sort of that propensity so i think the momentum is kind of there and then that's what you know somebody is like oh well you're a shill it's like well yeah. wait a second yeah. you know what i mean like i'm self-employed as a shill you know what i mean like, right exactly. absolutely yeah i was called <laughs> controlled op the other day because i <clears throat> don't like i think it was jordan peterson or, or it might have been just Joe Rogan or something like that. Mm. Like, he's exposed so much. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Oh, Jordan Peterson, <laughs> man. So clearly a hypocrite. But but, but also a lot of great wisdom. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't. Yeah, absolutely. Again, See? 100%. There's, he's got a lot of, like, I mean, that guy will tell you to make your bed. Damn right. Yeah, and I will agree with him to that extent. You know, absolutely. <laughs> I agree with Joe Rogan on a number of things because that's what. <laughs> They are, you know, they're not put there to disagree with us, you know, and then and as, as far as like, you know, knowledgeable controlled op versus like unknowing puppet or what, what you know, that's hoof. There's a lot of, it's there not, you go. There you it's go, not all too. one answer, right. you know, because yeah. I know from firsthand the situation I'm dealing <clears throat> with researching with Brandy and others is that it may be more of a, a lot of people are convinced they're doing the right thing by people that aren't. And that goes, honestly, I mean, and it's a whole other topic and it's getting late. Obviously we can't dig into this, but it's MK ultra as well. You know, it's that idea of that, that darker side of MK ultra that no one really talks about beyond the LSD and just giving it out to the public and stuff. They don't talk about, the you know building people up and making them think they're saving the world and putting them in these situations and alien abductions and things like that which is on paper like those are things that happen doesn't necessarily say that aliens don't exist but they they did manufacture alien uh abductions to convince people of things to give them that to to mimic sure. that spark within Right? Well, they, so. they, I mean, it's, it's documented that they would take kids who were orphans and then drug them with hashish and then wake them up. And they would think that they had died and gone to heaven. They'd had all of these beautiful women around them and oh, you know, shit. food and all this stuff. Thomas Gorenz talks about the paranoid American. He, he came and talked oh, to I love him. Thomas. I do yeah. a lot of work with him these He's days, awesome. maybe yeah. even more. <laughs> I need to, I need to reach back out to him because he is just an absolute, I mean, he is such a knowledge of this He's stuff. a treasure. He is a treasure and, uh, and a great guy. Like he's super yeah. funny and, uh, 
great to hang around as well. But he was telling us about that. We were talking about the, you know, the Illuminati and MK Ultra and all this kind of stuff. I mean, we did like oh, a yeah. three-part series on that. And he that's that was so if they'll do that, you know, they'll drug somebody with hashish, make them think they're in heaven and then or lock them in a cage and then have someone literally save them so that they, you know attached to them basically and uh and then do whatever that person says they'll take love away from them it's 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 maniacal what is is documented and really really sad honestly what absolutely are willing to do like it's like for your purposes man i don't think i don't think the end justifies the means on this um, but if they're willing to <laughs> I mean, do we that, don't know it either we don't know their damn ends right you know we really right. we only speculate who, who knows? This no, was awesome. To, this to was awesome. This. Yeah, dude. It Go was ahead. Awesome. What were you going to say? What were no, you gonna I say? was just going to say, I appreciate that. I make you feel more optimistic. I, yeah, absolutely. I feel the you same really way do. when we talk too, because I, <laughs> I feel like, you know, we do see things in a, in a similar fashion and that is refreshing, you know, and mm-hmm. I, I love that we can talk about pretty much whatever, you know, it's all on the table and it's all I fractal. You can relate one to anything. <laughs> the know? fractal, my man, the fractal. Yeah. And it's, it's so, it's so true. And, and I, and I, uh, I love what you're doing. I think it's awesome. I'm glad thanks, for the, man. thanks for the recommendation as well. I'm going to check this episode actually out. Please do probably yeah, tonight absolutely. and just listen to it. Cause I think that's interesting too. I mean, e- even if it's unintended, like that stuff's going to drip down, right? Like it, it's just, just going to become part of that, of, of that collective conscious. Uh, and it'll have that momentum. Like from the trans-serving point of view, they cause that pendulums. It's just an energy or an idea that that has momentum in society. Like, and then the people that resist it, they're act- actively involved in it just as much as the people who are for it. So yeah. yeah, we make up that balance no matter what. I used to have battles with my buddy about this, who is now like totally super liberal, and and he used to just be like this wicked rebel with me about everything until until the liberals got into office and suddenly, yeah, we won, man. Like, no, no, but uh, we used to battle cause he'd, he'd be bringing up issues and, and I feel like this, we got to stop this. And so I'm like, yeah, but you know, we kind of need that for that side of the balance. And he could not accept that. He wouldn't accept the balance thing. And I think that goes back to that mm-hmm. whole human versus like that higher state of understanding where it's like, we're having a human experience or, whatever that is, you know, you you know, human is part of consciousness. It is senses that we identify as ourselves, as humans and individuals at all are, you know, through our senses, that's a part of consciousness. And so, yeah, he could never jive with that. And I think that's, that's a, that's a gritty divide in a lot of arguments and conversations and ideologies out there. So the more we can have open conversations and put humor to it, like you do and you inspire because that is, that's what we did tonight. And that's what we always do. And that's the best way to have these conversations. And that's the best way to break through to people too. I think so too. Yeah. Just a discourse and not taking ourselves too seriously it's always uh-uh. it's always good i'm so glad you're working on some creative things and the show's going well and you're doing these other other things i'm gonna check into all this stuff and uh yeah sorry i a fucking motor mouth tonight i'm sorry no, dude, I, I will say one thing about that possible creative project that we might do is that you will find like all kinds of conspiracy uh ideas in there you're not gonna see my ideology in there you're not gonna see me super always pushing that this was fake and this is i'm we're just playing with ideas you know so who knows what's coming 
but if it does, that will definitely be it. Cause I, I won't, I don't like that either. I wouldn't want to just put out one idea of something. It's gotta be a, a hypothetical and a fun situation. Does that border on putting out stuff into the community? Yeah. Right. Ooh, so yeah. that's the, a good full circle here is that I'm not necessarily, everybody's like, controlled up on purpose or what controlled up even really is or what the ends are to this whole consciousness agenda that's going on right so let's be optimistic and yeah, absolutely our, our friend bootsy here will always help us do that dude absolutely so tell my listeners where they can find you for me, you can find me at uh, bluecollarmystics.org. Uh, I still have my Instagram for now, at least, Good. at Bootsy Greenwood. And then I have a Blue Collar Mystics Instagram as well. Um, and I, that's where I am most active for the most part. Uh, but I'm on Facebook too. And we have a Telegram and stuff. But if you go to bluecollarmystics.org, you can find all the links there. Um, yeah, they're all they're all there. And um, and yeah, do do me a, a, a favor and, and let everybody know how best to find you, Andy. I got a couple links in the show notes, but sure, sure. Yeah, apparently not Instagram right now. Definitely not. <clears throat> I mean, go there, look at my page and see what I yell about. But um, Twitter, I guess I'm going to put more focus into what I yell about on Twitter. And I know a lot of people don't like Twitter and I don't blame them, but it's all controlled rumble. Like doesn't matter where you go, you know? Um, but yeah, you can find me on YouTube under the deep share podcast. I'm on odyssey for those people who love odyssey or the deep share podcast. And yeah, Twitter at the deep share. Yeah. And if you want to hit me up, contact at the deep share.com. Awesome. And before we get out, because I feel like I've been, hogging things and a total motor mouth and i just i missed you man and i i like blurting a lot of it out, no guess, dude it makes me feel together. good that you feel that comfortable you oh, know? Okay, good. i don't well, i'm not trying to interrupt you either but i it's okay is, to be excited you know that's is there right. anything we didn't cover that you wanted to cover uh, not really no i don't <laughs> i don't think so i mean we were getting into a lot, you know, pulling uh, a lot out in this episode. So I really appreciate I know. your insight into it. And maybe you and I should start doing series together and focus on something because we always pull little threads and give so many like, hey, check this out. And then we don't really dive deep into anything, but I bet it would be really fun. So we'll have to maybe do that I sometime. Would definitely be into that. I'm definitely into collaborating. Uh, let's just stay in touch and how I'm of happy course. to help in any way I can, dude. It's a, it's a pleasure to have you as always. And Likewise, dude, thank you man. so much. Yeah. Thank you so much for reaching right. out. And here we are, we're, we're doing it live and then do it live. <laughs> yeah. Thanks to everybody watching and listening to uh, the, you know, the blue collar mystic side of things. Appreciate yeah. you all. Thanks to everybody in the chat and snake Jones. You had a, uh, Mr. Star Pilgrim, Facebook user, a very creative name there. Um, huh. You know, uh, Rhea, I can't pronounce your name, Brandy, Pingu, you know, all of y'all, uh, much love, many blessings to everybody. Thanks for hanging out with us live. I'll try to do a better job of uh, letting people know in advance about this stuff. I, I feel like <laughs> that's where I sort of dropped the ball. I'm like, okay, well, I'm prompt to live. We're just going to go. Yeah. We're just going to go. I do that all the time on accident. It's never my show. I don't even know how to go live. I don't even bother, but like I'm on Andreas Exertus' show sometimes and I should know, and I should be able to like put it out there and advertise. And I always forget to like, to do it, you know, I, I, I do too. It's like up until the last minute. And I, I, the joy of 
the, doing the podcasting is one thing. It's just absolutely publishing and the posting and the, you know, that kind of stuff. It can get a little bit to where, you know, it, it's a, it's a, it's a demotivator sometimes, or it's just something yeah. that kind of is not as exciting as the actual making of the show. So, um, man, yeah, really you and I covered that before too. I think <laughs> we've talked about how, like even writing a short paragraph is just like, Oh my God, <laughs> why is this so hard? Dude, I, I don't know for anybody that does watch me on YouTube at all. Like I used to like cut out the videos and put two tracks in put each person with my cool background and make it look super official for every episode and now i just don't <laughs> because it's the information it really i mean you can be schnazzy and cool but i don't have time you know i, I love doing yeah. that stuff too i love video editing and everything but i just uh the process here you space, go here's the, the episode yeah the, the the storage space all that that's why i like doing these lives because you know it's already on youtube I don't have yeah. to download it and then re-upload it or any of that, you know, and I probably, you know, should cut clips, but it's like, dude, I don't want to go through my shit and cut clips out of it. Like nothing sounds more like less fun to me than having to listen to myself talk and be like, Ooh, that was good. I, I, agree, I, agree, <laughs> man. Like, I don't listen to any of them. I just Ugh. post them. Yeah. 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 Every once in a while I'll re-listen. There was a, there was a couple uh, that, what the guest had to say was like so good, man, that I just was like, you know what? Uh, I want to listen to what they said again, but it's mostly, that's usually the only time I'll listen to it other than to just make sure it doesn't sound bad or something, you know, right. just be like, okay, well, well it's yeah. Quality control <laughs> check, but yeah, it works. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's working. But, um, you, you know, the cool thing about it live too, is if it's not working, somebody will say something in the chat, like we can't hear you. you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We tried to do like a game stream a couple of years ago. First of all, people were pissed that we were gaming. They're like, we thought this was going to be about your show. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's awesome. And, uh, and then they couldn't hear me at all. They're like, we can't hear you. I'm like, I'm just going to stop streaming and never look into going live again. <laughs> because <laughs> that's how my add will process that's this awesome dude yeah that's hilarious well dude thank you so right, much man. again and we will be in touch uh thanks everybody yeah. out there y'all are wonderful you. tune in to next time it'll be soon enough i'll make another podcast here soon thank you so much for your support it means a lot you guys are lovely and uh yeah hit me up shoot us a message hop in the telegram chat or whatever you know we're around uh and uh we'll be doing more things i'd love to do a deep dive we will definitely carve that out all oh, right yeah, man see Peace you out. later everybody save big on brunch for mom all in the kroger app get half gallons of delicious kroger milk for 129 each then get flavorful tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for 249 a pound all with your card and a digital coupon shop these deals at your local kroger today or tap the screen now to download the kroger app to save big today Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.